The new batsman is Andrew Simons. He goes high again. That is a massive six, and it is out of the ground by a long, long way. Simons finds the gap, and he brings up his maiden shield century, and deservedly so. A lot of pressure on this young man, and he has delivered the goods today. A oh, good shot. Very good shot. Boy, what a powerhouse he is. Shot. That's Andrew Simons' best. A genuine half volley. Punished. So strong. Monstrous That could well be it. That will be it. That is a brilliant one day hundred for Andrew Simons. His first for Australia. That particular innings was, was life changing for me as a player because I now had proof and I now had a method to how to go about scoring my runs. And he's hit that straight down the ground. That's a great hit. Oh, that's a beauty. Simons is taking the Pakistanis to pieces. He's been waiting for one of these for a long, long time. It races him to 96. That's the way Simo gets through the 90s quickly. Collingwood comes on and I uh, thought, mid on, mid off, up. I'm thinking, if he does slip one up there, I think I'm going to have to take him over the top. And sure enough, three balls later, yeah, I've got one in my arm. Later on that night, I'm in the dressing room there, I'm having a drink, and I'm thinking, oh, look, across Hados, and he's got this huge red mark on his forehead. I said, what happened to you? He goes, it was you, dickhead. When you got your 100, you just crushed my helmet onto my head that hard. You give me a bit like, like blood blister on his forehead. <laughs> you beauty! There's a smile. There's a 100. There's a cricketer. What a character, and indeed, what a cricketer. 198 one-day internationals for Australia, 26 test matches for Australia, and it is almost impossible, Lockie, to believe that he is no longer with us. Justin Langer played in many of those test matches with Andrew Simons and must be uh, in a world of shock like many of his cricketing colleagues. JL, good morning to you, mate. Morning, gents. Uh, yeah, look, we're all numb. It's been an incredibly sad period in Australian cricket with uh, obviously with Rod and Warney with um, Dean Jones uh, not long ago it's been a tough time and, and Simo this one's this one's rocked us all all the brothers in Australian cricket this has really rocked us because he was so real he was such an incredible person an elite athlete uh, this is a very 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 sad one how did you get the news, JL, and, and what on earth, if it's possible to describe, went, went through your mind in those moments? It was similar when I heard about Warney. Uh, early yesterday morning, my brother just rang me, and I said, oh, mate, is everything okay? And he said, not really. And I thought, oh, you know, you get that, that early. Mm -hmm. well, what's happened? And he told me, and it was the same. I was sitting on Tom Moody's balcony having a, um, having a glass of red wine, when Rod Marsh passed away and he got a quick phone call and he's told me about Shane Warne. And it's just, it's like, yeah, it's hard to describe. I mean, everyone, every listener would have had experienced something like this, but it's happened far too regularly in our, in our little world. And uh, it just, yeah, like I say, it's, it's a numb feeling, uh, mm. Baz, that's for sure. 
Hey, JL, tell us about Roy. Everyone called him Roy. Um, the character, uh, like the zinc cream on the lips, uh, just a, a scintillating batsman, great bowler. Uh, he was just cricket, wasn't he? At a time when one day cricket was really booming. Oh, yeah, it just puts a smile on my face every time I think about him. And it always has, uh, probably all, uh, will, always will. My favourite moment, and you guys just played it then, my favourite memory of Test cricket was when he scored that 100 at the MCG against England. Um, it wasn't so much the 100 because, you know, people score Test 100s, but he was out there with his mm-hmm. best mate and mine, Maddie Hayden. And I love magic moments in sport. I love Cinderella stories. And that was that moment. Uh, he was just, you know, he worked hard for that. He was an incredible batsman, uh, um, amazing fieldsman. But the other most important thing about him, he was the bullshit barometer of Australian <laughs> cricket. And I, truthfully, you imagine that team, there was some big egos, there was some big... But he would just call it. He would call it. And not with long speeches. He would just look at you or he'd have a couple of words or he'd pull you aside. He was absolute gold for that team. And he was so loved because of that. He was just so real. He was a bit like Rod Marsh. He was so real. And uh, that's why we love him so much. You mentioned, obviously, Marshy and and Warney and now Roy. Um, It's almost impossible to comprehend the couple of months that Australian cricket has had in terms of loss and significant loss, JL. It is. And when I got that phone call, you asked how I heard yesterday morning. It was Mm. almost like, again, what do you mean? (laughs) Come on, come on, enough's enough. And that's what it felt like yesterday morning, and it has. It's been a tough. What I do know, though, Baz, is that um, in whatever field we're in, if there's anything that good comes out of it, is that through sport or through team sport, is that, I mean, the number of friends and colleagues and brothers I spoke to yesterday um, from the Australian cricket circle. We've all got each other's backs and we're all here for each other. And if there's anything that could come, just another reminder yesterday. Yeah, absolutely, JL. I mean, I mentioned it earlier on this morning to Baz. I mean, we've all got mates, but your mates in cricket are very close mates, aren't they? I mean, you spent at times six months together, more times uh, with, say, Roy uh, and Adam Gilchrist and those sort of guys than you did your wife during certain periods of the year. Yeah, they're literally, they are literally, and people might say, it's a bit corny, whatever, but no, they're literally like my brothers. I spent more time with those guys um, than I did with my brothers, my two brothers, and and a lot of time my family. So, you know, you build great relationships. Cricket's a a different game because we were on the road for a lot of the year. So we go through ups and downs together. We go through births together. We go through all sorts of stuff together. And, uh, and that's why it's such a special bond amongst the Australian cricket fraternity. His wife, Laura, and children, Chloe and Billy, uh, they were in Sydney at the time. And I think uh, my understanding is they flew to Townsville on Sunday morning. So difficult, so, so difficult for a young family to have to deal with the loss of their dad, JL. Impossible to comprehend. And he has got... The most beautiful two children you have ever, ever seen. You, you melt every time you see them, um, and he loved them so much. I mean, that's that's not unusual for a dad to love his kids, obviously. We all do that, but he loved his kids so much. I used to, every, every time we are in Sydney, mm. I'd get a ticket. Hey, Jed, they used to call me Jed. Mate, can you get a few tickets for me and the little fella? 
So <laughs> can you believe it? Simo asking for some tickets. But, um, yeah, but he was a he was an absolute ripper, and he's a beautiful fan. Yeah, like I say, it's hard to comprehend, isn't it? 198 one day as uh, 26 tests, Jail. What will you remember him as a cricketer very quickly before we let you go? He was the lion in the field. I used to, if you played West Australia versus Queensland, you'd look over at backward point or in the covers and there's the lion in the field. Like he would just, he'd pounce on everything and he'd be looking at incredibly competitive, um, unbelievable, bowl off spinners, bowl medium paces, Imagine him in this current world with P20 cricket. I mean, he would have been an absolute superstar. But above all, I and mean, you guys have heard me say this many times before, he was a great, he was a very great cricketer, great cricketer, mm. great entertainer. But much more important, this is why this one's hurt so much. He was a great person, great bloke. We loved him. He was so real. He was the Queenslander. He was the Aussie. He was just so real and he is like that's why this one hurts so much it's a beautiful tribute jl we're very very sorry for your loss for australian cricket's loss and really for australia's loss so popular and he will be remembered as a great entertainer but clearly as a great bloke as well thanks for sharing some of your memories and we really are sincerely hoping that the next time we get to chat on the radio jl it's under much happier circumstances thanks for sharing a moment this morning thanks guys looking forward to that bye this is Triple M's Rush Hour. Oh, we awoke to the very mm. sad news of the passing of Andrew Simons, Big Roy. Yep. Um, again, how many times have we said oh, this recently? Jim. Fat gone too soon, just 46. Um, astounding what's going on in the Australian cricket family. So we go to one of the greats, Adam Gilchrist, who was a great mate of Simo's, and he's been good enough to jump on the phone. Gilly, welcome, mate. And um, she's been a, a tough time. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon, guys. Um, just... <laughs> Just quite unfathomable. Can't believe it. I think everyone's saying that. It's just unbelievable to think what's happened in the last six or seven weeks or so uh, in that in the cricketing circles. But um, but this one is a really really hard one to take. It really hurts. Um, Roy was just the the most beautiful person, beautiful friend, extraordinary teammate. Who who was he was true meaning of team. That's what he was and. I think that's this outpouring of emotion from everyone that he uh, came into contact with and engaged with. It, it just, it's hard to believe. I just, I just miss him so much already that he's just, that he's not sort of here anymore with us. Almost getting to the stage, I said this to Bluey this morning, Gil, you don't want to look at your phone. Like it's just, it's, mm. it's like you're numb, constantly numb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that you, absolutely. It's, um, it's sort of, yeah, yeah. You, how much of it can you keep taking? And uh, um, I mean, it's all relative to everyone, but just to have it so condensed in one little period of time for, for a, a pretty tight-knit little group. And and the sadness just to know I spent the night with Roy at, uh, at Warney's big farewell uh, and the next morning with Roy, which was typically the case because yeah. um, it's and not much sleep in between the night and the morning. Yeah, and and yeah. he was so upset at the loss of Warney, which, yeah, everyone was and, and stunned. But what, a little thing that just Roy last week was telling me that Warney had been speaking about getting him over to be a fielding or be an assistant coach at the London Spirit in the 100 competition over there in England that Warney was coach of. Um, and, and it was only a couple of weeks ago that Roy found out that 
there was no budget put aside for Roy. There was nothing documented uh, in the London Spirits setup. Uh, Orney was doing that on his own accord and was going to pay Roy the wage that he was going to get for being over there. And Roy couldn't believe that uh, that sense of mateship and, and friendship was everything that Roy built his whole life around of trust and loyalty. And um, yeah, just here we are mm. a, a few days later after him relaying that story to me that he's disappeared, but he was just loyal to a fault. He really was. Well, Gilly, if you were going to make or build an Australian sportsman, it'd nearly be Roy, wouldn't it? Be yeah. He played hard, you know, and he gave it everything. And he could do everything, bat, bowl, and field. But then off the field, he'd have a beer, and he, he's just a great Aussie. Yeah, you, absolutely. Spire, he is the he is one of the greatest athletes I think I saw. The, other than you know your athletics yeah. uh, athletes, yeah, yeah. as far as a sport, ball sport, a- athletically brilliant. He was just built like like a predator. He just yeah. the way he moved across the ground, his pace. Um, he was stealth, but he was also aggressive and larger than life and bold and big. And But uh, he could do it all. Uh, he could do it all. But it's funny that I spent yesterday talking with mates, doing a few interviews, reflecting, and, and very rarely did it get back to his sporting prowess. It was just about him, him yeah. uh, and his warmth and his humility, and he just cared for everyone else. And Jesus, he made you laugh. He was just an absolute... Crackerjack, funny, naturally bloke. Well, he didn't even know he was doing it half yeah. the time. But and and you would have, you boys, I'm sure you've recounted or seen the story about his last text message to the great yeah. Steve Crawley. <laughs> How good that? That sums him up too. beautifully. Just perfect, Roy. Oh, look, Gilly, I, I couldn't agree with any more with what you said. I, I said to my partner Lisa today, she was asking me about him. I said, look, I've had too many years, sadly, sadly, 45 years of, of watching cricket, playing cricket and broadcasting cricket. And in that time, Gilly, I don't remember too many blokes that I legitimately went to the ground looking forward mm. to watching him field. Yep. It's just not yeah, a sentence field. you say yeah, very often. Right, yeah. um, you know, nah. You've had Mark Waugh and Greg Chappell and Jamie Siddons, you know, superb catches of the ball and you freaked at how they did that. But with Andrew Simons, I used to go along yep. and think if Australia are fielding or yep. Queensland, if it was a... Uh, a state game. I was dead set, Gilly, looking forward to watching him in the field. Yeah, you, you're spot on. And building pretty boring old mm. venture, isn't it? <laughs> well, I used so, to find it was. <laughs> for, for a bloke to, to create that much excitement around one of the more boring aspects of sport, uh, you, you're a pretty special unit. But the intensity with which Roy, um, you know, played in all his career, but in the field, was what led the team with him. Everyone would sort of jump on board with him because they knew that he was focused and he was sharp and he'd done the preparation and all the work. So it was a high level of expectation of what results needed to be achieved. But as sure as uh, you know, night follows day, the ball could be hit to someone else and they just fumble it. And yep. you'd hear Roy give the old whistle out. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on New South Wales, uh, Queensland team, uh, you know, in a test match in the middle of the MCG. And he just was always finding a way to then alleviate the pressure or the intensity yep. if it needed or was appropriate. But um, yeah, yeah, amazing memories. He just, uh, oh. he's going to live long in the memory and the stories are going to get taller and longer. Yeah. <laughs> so up. they should be hey. celebrated. His best innings, and I didn't know him that well, but I certainly love watching him. His best innings, I reckon, was the World Cup against Pakistan. Aussies were in trouble, four for 80, 
And he came out, he made 143, but just smashed them everywhere. It was one of the great games. You were playing in that game, Gil. Oh, I was, mate. I was yeah. one of the four <laughs> at 4 83. Wasm um, got you again for one. I see that, yeah, uh, Gilly. Sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah. Nah, you're spot on, mate. That's, I think that's when uh, yesterday when I was asked what was his best or favourite, what's the main innings, and I think straight to that. Because yeah. there were so many subplots, uh, Billy, that we, we'd only found out, you know, barely 15 hours before that innings or 24 hours when, when Ricky and I found out that, that we'd lost Warney in a cricketing sense yep. to, um, to the drug situation oh, and, and right. the positive test so we had 24 hours as a team to deal with that and then we turn up on the morning of the, the first match of a world cup and uh we were in trouble mm. and we could have really plummeted but that innings and he was only there because punter fought against the selectors to have him included in the squad oh. and uh he got him there and that's I, I really feel for ricky who's over in india yeah who unfortunately missed uh, Rod's funeral, Warney's funeral, and, and now it looks like he'll probably miss Roy's. But he he believed in Roy so much, and he wanted him in that team. And Roy repaid in kind that first game. And you know we lose that game. Who knows? We can speculate, uh, but we won it, and we went on and created a, a record-winning, uh, history-making World Cup win undefeated. And, and Roy was. Absolutely integral to well, that. The other one was the MCG, the that big hundred he made there. A boxing day. Unbelievable yeah. innings that was. But I remember yeah. texting my brother. You know when you text, are you watching this? Well, this yeah. was the Pakistan <laughs> game. Yeah. And he was in, over in Tassie. Mm. And I'm texting him, are you watching this? He's going, I can't believe it. It's one of those things yeah, where that you was the day mates. he arrived yeah, as an yeah, Australian right, but player. But, yeah. but he was yeah. always passionate also about playing test cricket and didn't you know probably play as much as he should have in the end, but that innings at the G Gill was just uh, he flushed it as 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 cleanly as and I'm, we're talking to one of the great strikers of the ball, but he, that day he hit it so clean. Yeah, it's about 198 one day internationals for Australia. A lot of the talk and highlights will be of his white ball escapades, but 26 tests are the most dear statistic on his resume that he had. Yeah. Uh, that's what meant the most to him in that hundred. I've never. That that is without doubt the most celebrated feel good moment within a change room that I I can remember. That when Roy got that hundred to to go right, not only am I playing Test cricket, but I'm standing in the middle of the MCG against England, and my best mates at the other end, and I'm taking them down. Mm. And he he made a statement that not only is he playing Test cricket, but he actually deserves to be there, and he started to dominate it there. He averaged forty mm. in Test cricket. Uh, that's that's a good effort, and throwing his all-round skills with ball and field, and uh, and being the heartbeat of the team as well. He, he was um, he, he's a just just an iconic guy for anyone that ever had anything to do with him. And I said yesterday, I tried to express it in a in a tweet. Um, for those you know that didn't know Roy and, and never had the chance to meet him, just think of your your closest, most loyal, trusted friend who'd do anything for you. Um, Think of that person in your life, and they're probably going to be pretty similar to Roy. I reckon you know you know Roy Simons. Mm. Uh, you're a star, Gil. Yeah. We love you jumping on, mate. I know how tough it is, and um, the next couple of days and weeks will be equally tough. So our thoughts are with you. And, of course, everyone at Fox Cricket, uh, he was such a huge yeah, part of that, as was Shane, of course. So um, we wish you all the best. Good on you, guys. It's good to chat and celebrate these blokes. They're just true champions. 
The cricket world is in mourning again with the tragic news of Andrew Simons passing away last night. This was a man who was a jet to watch batting, bowling or even in the field. And as Howie says, he was a bums on seats man. And to give us more of an insight, we welcome Mark Howard on a tough day. And condolences to you as well, Howie. As you knew Roy quite well, having worked with him at Fox Cricket. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Rub. Yeah, g'day boys. Um, nice to hear your voice, Nath, and all the boys in there. It's... um. You know, it's it's obviously pretty raw for a lot of people. Um, personally, it, it's still it's like Shane all over again. I, you know, I can't actually believe it's the case. I turned on my phone this morning. I was working late last night, and um, I had messages from a lot of the Fox crew and missed calls. And I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And you listen to the first message, and and your heart just sinks, and it goes out to to, to Roy's family and his wife and his two beautiful kids that he, he just loved dearly. Um, he was just it's funny it's funny we were talking to Fox footy last night about trying to name you, you said bums on seats there Nate an expression I like and we used on triple M footy and I said I don't think there's anyone been in AFL football history that is the three things that I look at footy which is bums on seats cult hero and heart and soul of a footy club and Nick Revolt said you know what I've got one this was last night 8.30 last night, I've got one, but it's from cricket. It was Andrew Simons. And we'd been saying no for half an hour to anyone's suggestions. It was like, Roy, yep, he was bummed on seats. You paid to watch him play. He was a cult hero, and he was the heart and soul of the team. He's the only athlete we could come up with. So it's a, it's a massive loss for Australian cricket. And, and like Shane, it will touch so many people because so many people, they felt they knew Roy because he was just a lunatic. And as soon as he came on the telly, you just started laughing because he was just an out-there type of customer. You could not turn the TV off when he batted. And for that, in the field, he was outstanding when he prowled the boundary line. Um, in the IPL, so he took a long time to get into the test arena, but he was one of the first, I wouldn't call it a millionaire in the IPL, but the Indian Premier League came after him because of what he brought to the table and he got paid handsomely over there. Well, he was a millionaire and he used to be sheepish about it. You'd be saying, you know... He, he, I remember, I remember clearly him telling me a story um, about the first IPL auction, and no one knew what it was, Nate. Nobody knew the effect it would have, and I actually, it's brought it back to me. It's making me smile, which is what we need to be doing today. We need to be smiling and celebrating the great man. That the IPL auction, and he didn't know anything about it, and his phone blew up the next morning. Um, and he was thinking someone had auctioned their house because he didn't understand <laughs> the messages. And I reckon they're playing a one dayer. And he got there, and Ricky Ponting said to him, "It's your shout today, mate." And Roy's like, "What are you talking about?" And it's like, mate, the IPL auction last night. You went for whatever it was, seven hundred and sixty thousand US dollars. And pardon my language, Roy thought the boys were shitting him. He had, <laughs> shitting him. He had no idea what they were talking about. But but that that was Roy. This is the man that famously used to on his windscreen of his ute, write in pen his roles for the day. So, like, he'd have go fishing, pick up the kids at 8.30, like, and he had to make sure he got the kids at 3.30, and he'd write it on the windscreen of his ute so he wouldn't stuff up what he had to do for the day. He was just a he's, a... he's a rare, he's a rare and beautiful man. And that's what I was about to ask you, Harry, because you think of Andrew Simons, and you just think of him being authentic. Like, he didn't change who he was when he joined the media. He didn't try and polish himself up. He just spoke in his tone. He... He went about it his way. How he played his cricket was how he presented to the media post-career. Yeah, you're right, Joey. And and he wasn't like he didn't say much. Like you, you go out for dinner with him after a game of cricket, and he just sort of sit there and 
and not say much. And he was like that in commentary. And then he'd say something that was either hilarious, <laughs> absolutely accurate, or so far off the planet that no one had ever considered. Like you guys used to see him when he'd come up with that fielding theory and he'd have numbers and stats and he'd get halfway through it and he'd get halfway through his delivery and be like, no, nah, I've stuffed this up. I've got it wrong. And he would just laugh because you're right. It wasn't like he was on telly, Joey. That's why people loved him. It was like he was having a beer at the bar and if he got something wrong, you go, oh, yeah, that didn't quite work out how I was expecting it. But that, that was Roy. And how he's, his casual nature, the, the mundane matches didn't really appeal to him, did they? But I, st- I remember that time, I think, Ponting, when he was, you mm. know, his form, he backed him in, I think it was for the World Cup, and he just rose rose to the occasion. So he was a big, big moment man as well, wasn't he? Yeah, you're right. And Ricky was a, a tremendous supporter of him. Oh, I'm getting the, the times and dates wrong now, Ross. I need to go and look back at it. But I can remember clearly Australia was in trouble in a World Cup game early in a World Cup against Pakistan. They were four for not many, I reckon. And Roy came in and turned it around and he made a big hundred. And that was, I think he was just talking about that in, in that play on that innings that got him going. But he, 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 he was, Ross, like you'd be happy to part with your money to go and watch Roy because he could bat and bowl. And, I, you know, the thing that Mark War always said about him, as brilliant as a batter he was, and he could bowl and he bowled the off spin and he bowled the quick stuff. You could pay money, Ross, to watch him field. And yeah, I, he was a I freak athlete, wasn't else. he? He was a powerful yeah. man. Yeah, whether it was taking hangers in slip or the gully or running blokes out at cover or just being like a line in the outfield and running people out, he was... As good as he was at batting and bowling, I reckon it was his fielding that really that that's what I used to love watching about him. Yeah. So for that for that uh for that for those stats, Howie, does he go down as one of the greatest uh all rounders that we've we've we had? I think in white ball cricket duck, I think there there hasn't been there hasn't been many like him. Like we mentioned Mark War, he batted, bowled medium and bowled off spin and was a brilliant fielder. I think I think that's where Roy sits. He probably didn't have the same level of success as some of those batsmen had. But for an overall package, if you want to turn a game, he, he was the man that could do it from nowhere. And he's such a big man too, Duck. You know what I mean? Like he was a big, big unit. He played a lot of rugby league growing up. He was he's just a big, big, powerful man. And um, Eric is here beside me, my wife, and we were lucky enough to go to the grand final when Richmond won their first premiership and sit with Roy and his wife, um, courtesy of Fox. And Roy said he didn't watch much footy. And Erica remarked to it to me later, Duck, that within 15 minutes, he'd picked the game up and he was picking the strategy apart. And he's going, well, why aren't these guys going here? It would make more sense if, you know, they ran defensively here. And 15 minutes ago, he said, I don't watch much footy. His ability mm. to pick sport up was just innate. And his loss, Howie, will be felt heavily across the cricket community. Been such a tough time for the sport. Rod Marsh, Shane Warne, of course, uh, so recently. What was he like in the locker room? Like, he would have been a big presence, the charisma, the jovial nature. Um, you know, he, he would have been someone who would have really led uh, in, the, in the locker room. Well, I can only speak as to how he was at Fox. Like, you know, everybody, everybody loved him, opponents, um, you know, he had those blues with Harbhajan that were really nasty and, and they made up famously in India. Uh, you know, they will be, India will be in mourning today for Andrew Simons. And I don't say that lightly because of his contribution to the IPL and how much he embraced Indian cricket. But I, I can only tell you what he was like at Fox. And I think the best way to summarise it, Jay-Z, now I'm thinking about it, asking me about it, you would look at the roster 
and when Roy was on a game you were doing, it just gave you a lift. Mm-hmm. And it'd get to, you know, you're meant to be there two hours before the game. So if the game's starting at 10 past seven, you're meant to be there at five. Now, we've been doing that for 10 years. So you, two hours before the game, like the footy, and it'd be 10 to six, and you get a text from Roy, mate, I'm sort of going to wander down into the lobby. Well, what time do you reckon we should leave? And you'd already been at the ground an hour, and that was Roy. And he'd roll up, and he will have forgotten his shoes, and his jacket will be elsewhere, and he'll be sweating bullets, and then the light comes on, and away he goes. So I think he was just – he was one of those blokes at Fox that could break every rule in the book, and it didn't matter. A bit like Billy on the radio, a bit like Billy Brownless. It didn't matter because it was Billy. It didn't matter because it was Roy – and he'd come with a smile on his face and look sheepish for two minutes and then just roll into it. And everyone would be like, oh, well, that's Roy. That's fine. That's the way he rolls. Howie, thanks for sharing your memories on Andrew Solomon's today in a tough day for Australian cricket. Good on you, boys. Have a great show. Thanks, Howie. On the line is a man who knew Andrew Simons really well, played with him for many, many years and and just mixed with him. We're talking our very own Darren Buff Lehman. Buff, unfortunately, we have to talk to you again in these very, very sad circumstances. How are you holding up? Oh, I've been better, lads. It's been a crap couple of months, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, it's just been a terrible time for everyone. And again, you, you, your thoughts are just with the, the, the kids and mm. you know, Laura and everyone involved with the, you know, Roy up there in North at the moment. So, you know, it's just been a terrible time. Explain to everyone what he was like. I mean, we've heard over the weekend that he was, uh, you know, uh, fun to be with and he loved camping and fishing and everything. Tell us what you thought of Andrew Simons. Oh, you loved him. Um, yeah, I loved, obviously... He's one of the best blokes I've ever coached, mate, to be perfectly honest. And this one's been obviously different because I you know, played with Warney and they had a good involvement with Bacchus, but this one is the sort of first player I've coached that's happened that way and you know, happened so suddenly. So a great man, loved fishing, loved his family, loved his friends, loved a 4X gold tin, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, loved just, you know, he loved getting away in the outdoors. Um yeah, for me, you know, coaching him, he taught me a lot actually in terms of he needed an out- outlet. So when I first coached him, he, you know, I had to give him a, a couple of days off so he could go fishing. Mm. You know, and that's just the way he was. He wanted to do the outdoors. He played the game he loved for a game. He didn't play it for the rewards of the money, three rewards. He played it for a game. And that probably sums him up the best way. He's just a, just a great mate to all. And we're, we're going to miss him dearly. He was one of those enigmatic cricketers, wasn't it? It took him a long, long time to convince. The Australian fans that he was worthy, didn't he? he? He was, I don't know. For some reason, he struggled for a while, but then he just really he burst onto the scene, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did, man. And, and again, don't use big words in, in interviewing me, <laughs> me and Roy. Right. Uh, I mean, Zippers creepers, we wouldn't know what that means, but I'm presuming it took him a long time to play. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was just a superstar of the game, mate. Um, and you're right. Once he got in, he, he really took it on. I remember in 2003 in the World Cup when he got that 100 against mm. Pakistan. That really gave him the confidence to go to the next level. And you know, from then on, he, he really grew. And you know, that Test Match 100 at Boxing Day, everyone's been watching the last sort of 24 hours, brings back some great memories on the field for him. He was a, a fantastic career when he had the confidence up and running, which he did late in his career. He was great to watch. Triple M played his uh, one-on-one with Mark Howard from the Howie Games uh, yesterday, and it said just before he made that 100, he actually got in contact with Wayne Bennett and was going to give up cricket and take up rugby league. He said, I don't think I can be consistent enough. It's not working for me. 
and then he made a hundred, and then it all went upwards from there. Did you know that, Buff? Yeah, it did, mate. And you know, it's a, it's a bit like you know Wayne Bennett. He's, he's going to be a lot better than cricket than you are at footy. Um, <laughs> and, and I know Neil Kelly did the same thing for me. <laughs> he said, "Go away and play yeah, cricket. Yeah. Don't play all your rules. You you crap at it." Um, and that's sort of what happened. And that's great advice from you know great men. And yeah, Wayne Bennett's obviously a legend in the rugby league circles, and he just gave him the great feedback. You know gave him the confidence to follow his dreams, and that was, you know, exceptional. Buff, I've never ever met Andrew Simons, but he must have been a funny character as well, and there's a beautiful story we heard this morning about his humour. When last week it was announced that Fox in America have uh, put Tom Brady on a $540 million commentary deal, Andrew Simons contacted Fox Cricket here straight away and said, we need to talk about my contract, (laughs) (laughs) which is very funny. Yeah, yeah, he had some great humour. Uh, and just just enjoyed life. His zest for life is unbelievable. That's you know, it's, oh, it's just unbelievable. He's not here, and you, I woke up this morning, and all you can think of is the, you know his beautiful family. So yeah. enjoy the good times and hug everyone close to you. I reckon. Yeah, yeah and keep a look out for your mates, uh, Buff. Uh, when you've had you've had several close mates pass away recently, and that can affect different people in different ways. So uh, keep a look out for everyone yeah. because uh, yeah. Not good news. Yeah, again. Well, thanks again. You've been good to us. You, you helped us out Friday with the heart scare, and uh, you've you know, joined us again this morning. We really, really appreciate it in these tough times, mate. Good on you. Thanks, boys. See you later. He's Stay a beauty. Off. Darren Lehman. A great friend of Roy's. Brad Haddon's on the line right now, and Hads, I know it's just a very difficult time for you, so thank you for joining us on the show. Um, are you still in a bit of dis- disbelief? Yeah, g'day, boys. Yeah, I'm, I'm like everyone. Not, not only just the, the cricket world, but, but the sporting world. Roy, Roy was a, a great Australian, a, a really loyal mate, and a, as Del knows, and I, I'm, just, I, I'm just numb. Had it's Jude. I guess, like, we're all in shock. I, I didn't know Roy. I, like, I just, I guess you, when you have a character as large as he in sport, you feel like you sort of know him, but you being part of that inner circle and knowing family and friends and things like that, I can only imagine the the hurt and to- turmoil from his loss. Yeah, and I think the the, the hardest thing is is his two young kids, Chloe and Will. Yeah. I, I know that they're at our place on on Friday. Young Will plays uh, rugby league with with my youngest son, and and Dell like this story. It's true, Andrew Simons. Like with Will started to to play rugby league with the the Rhinos with uh, the boys, and he said. This doesn't make me a blue bagger, does it? He said, I've been talking to dad. And he said, I'm still eligible for Queensland. And and just the innocent on his face. And and I can promise young Will and, and everyone around, mate, you're, you're a true Queenslander. Dad was a... Very, very proud of you, but uh, yeah, there was there was no way there was a Simon's going to be a blue bagger, that's for sure. <laughs> mate, um, you're right, mate. He's a beautiful, uh, beautiful human, but even his kids, um, they're quite charismatic themselves. And um, I remember when we uh, played at Bulls Masters, Roy always did things to the best. Like if you turn up to something, the grassroots stuff, the functions, he'll have a beer with anyone. And I think there was me, him, and Jimmy Ma, and we're in uh, we're up in Cairns. <laughs> And we're walking past the pub at 10.30. There's, there's a combination. Yeah, I know. Me, even Jimmy Ma. It was about 10.30. I like and, this story. No, it was about 10.30 and Roy goes, you want to have a beer? I said, mate, we can't have a beer at 10.30 in the morning. He goes, yes, we can. <laughs> Let me give you a little tip. We had a couple of beers at 10.30 in the morning and that little function at midday. But Roy just did things his own way. He just, he broke the mould and, um, oh, just it's just so tough at the moment. And just coming off the back of Warnie, then we're talking about Dean Jones. We're talking about Marshy oh, that's been forgotten about because of the timing around Warnie and Warnie being Warnie. I mean, there's four absolute legends there in the last year or so that cricket have had to bury and it's just all way too young. 
Yeah, I tell you one thing too. Going back to that story there, and you'll enjoy this, uh, Della. I remember, remember when he did his his bicep in just before the two thousand and seven World Cup. Yeah, and it was t- touch and go whether he was going to make the tour. So they they eventually took him on the tour. He's under a strict sports science uh, protocol, which was which wasn't Roy's. Uh, which wasn't Roy's go. We, we decided one day in the Caribbean, we, we were going to go fishing and we've all packed into to go fishing on the boat. And Roy's got this esky full of beer. He's carrying uh, both hands. So his bicep's doing great rehab. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we had a great day fishing, uh, caught some mahi mahi. Roy showed us all uh, what to do. And we, we had a few beers and, and we got off the boat and the physio was waiting for us. And he said, mate, you're in a World Cup. You're representing Australia. He said, mate, I tell you what. I said, I would be un-Australian if I didn't have a beer when I went fishing. So that's un-Australian. He just walked off and we looked at the physio and said, he's right. Uh, but he was the only one that could get away with it. He's one of those guys, and we've all had them in sport, that no matter what the situation, you wanted him in your team. Mm. You, you see a lot this day and age where, where teams are um, talking to each other before a game. And the one thing he stressed to us, he said, do not acknowledge your opposition. When we walk out there, when we get there off the bus, it's us versus them. Mate, we'll open the, the door of the change room at the end of the game. But he did not acknowledge opposition. So the, mm. the start of the game to the end, it was about us and doing whatever he could to be the best he, he could be for his teammates and his mates. And, and that's why he played the game. Yeah. A, a lot came with um, the, the profile. But, but Andrew Simons, he, he'll just be remembered with the, the zinc and, and the, the big long locks and, yeah. and someone who just wanted to play the game for the right reason.